Good morning. I want to welcome everybody to my inaugural podcast called Myths and Truths Surrounding Real Estate. And today I have the pleasure of uh, having as my first guest, Kevin Murphy with Waterstone Mortgage. Now, Kevin and I, gosh, we've known each other for more than 10 years. And over that time period, he's had the opportunity to help more than a thousand families obtain mortgage financing. Now, I'm not going to hold this against you, Kevin, but he's also a graduate of University of Florida. Um, they are having a good season, by the way. Uh, and he holds a degree in finance. Now, Waterstone Mortgage uh, Corporation is a nationally ranked mortgage company, and they have a office right here in downtown Winter Park, right off of Lee Road and I-4. And they pride themselves in their vast product selection and cons consultative approach to mortgage lending. Waterstone Mortgage has a full financial backing of Waterstone Bank. So again, welcome, Kevin. I appreciate you being my first guest. Thank you so much and, and so honored that, that you were even able to offer me like the uh, chance to be the first guest here. So and, and thank you for the uh, the wonderful introduction and, and not holding uh, <laughs> the fact that I graduated from the University of Florida against me. So. Yeah, well, we're not going to say where I went to went to school <laughs> right now. <laughs> you probably guess who that is. Um, so, you know, I just want to take a few minutes to try to dispel some of the myths and also offer some of the realities of uh, getting financing for a home. You know, whether you've done it, you know, multiple times or this is your first time, you know, the mortgage industry as well as uh, the real estate industry. And by the way, I'm, I'm an 18 year veteran in real estate with Compass of Florida. Um, it's constantly changing and you have to stay on top of these things to know what uh, things have changed and what new opportunities are out there. And uh, Kevin, I, I kind of want to start off by just asking, you know, what do you feel that makes you and your team um, uh, stand apart from other lenders in the market? A couple of things. So uh, first off with Waterstone, I think it's still our ability um, to close quickly so that we've got a name out there that people know. So and, and, and a pre-approval letter from like a Waterstone mortgage just means so much, especially you know, having that that experience in the industry and getting offers you know, accepted for for clients. As far as my team, so it's it's myself and I've got a, a loan partner, uh, Camilla Graverio, and then our, our processor, uh, Tracy Walker. So, and, and what that does is a couple of things. So it means that someone's always around so that we're here, we're available to you, we're accessible um, to you. It allows us to quickly handle pre-approvals. So if we talk to you, so we have a, a quick mortgage consultation, we get you to, to steps two and three, which are, are the, the filling out of the uh, the application. So we're sending in some documentation that will have you pre-approved quickly. So and, and not waiting a week for, for, for a pre-approval or a phone call back, um, which I think is, is great. And then once you are pre-approved, I mean, and having a client pre-approved, it's, it's great too that, that we will follow up and we'll continue to follow up. So with, with, with clients, which I think is, is, you know, great. So we're always going to be in, in, in contact. Gotcha. And, and Kevin, you, you touched on a quite a few great things about uh, the process and that's the communication to start with. Uh, I can't tell you how many uh, major uh, lending institutions across the country, which I won't name specifically, but um, you know, if you, you're lucky to get them to call you back in 24 to 48 hours. You're leaving messages. You're not going to get callbacks right away. You're probably going to talk to somebody different every time. And when you're dealing with um, probably the most expensive uh, thing you'll ever buy in your life, you expensive. want to make sure 
you know, that you're getting, you know, the customer service that you deserve, the answers you deserve, and you're not wondering, you know, what's going on. Um, it's expensive and it's stressful. I mean, it's yeah. so stressful. You said like for the people that bought one or several homes, it's, it's always a stressful full experience. And um, I thought of one other um, quick thing too. So it's, and you'd mentioned, you know, talking about first time hand or home buyers. So we're excellent, 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 especially dealing with that of, of holding the first time home buyers hands for mm -hmm. lack of better term and making sure they, they, they understand and, and they feel comfort. So in, in the process. Gotcha. And, and you know, you, you mentioned something about pre-approval letters. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of confusion out there, even among realtors, let alone um, consumers, the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification. So, you know, can you briefly describe what the difference is? Absolutely. So it's actually a fairly easy one. And, and to the point, it's, it's a very small distinction. So in between the two, a pre-qualification, and, and we take these on a daily basis, I have a conversation with you. So I'm, I either get an inbound phone call or a master reach out and, and talk to somebody. We have a 15, 20 minute conversation. And, and I'll tell you, sometimes they run long. So, uh, we can talk for 25 minutes, half hour, but it's always making sure that we're asking and, and answering you know, questions. But a pre-qualification is just that. It is it's talking to someone on the phone. Where pre-approval letter or pre-approval is going to be you going to steps two and three. So after our initial consultation, you'll go to step two, which is filling out that, that questionnaire online. So and then step three is sending in supporting income and, and asset documentation, depending on what you're doing and, and the type of buyer you are, like those those uh, documentation requests will, will vary. Yeah. And, and Kevin, you know, that that's so important to uh, being able to make your uh, your offer as strong as possible. Little nuances like the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval can really go a long way in making the difference between your offer and another very similar offer. But if you're only pre-qualified and they're pre-approved, that might just be enough to tip you in the favor or out of favor, depending on what side you you fall on. So thank you for clarifying that. And you could all uh, talk about this as well, that um, there are certain offers that you know that come in that are pre-qualifications because anyone can go online, type a few pieces of information in and have this big, massive company shoot you just an email with the letter attached. And, and, and you can, I guess, explain like that those letters generally don't head to the top of the pile. So yeah. of people that you want to accept. Absolutely. I love it when I see a pre, uh, you know, pre-approval saying that they've already pulled bank statements and W-2s and, and checked credit. And other than uh, any substantial changes between now and closing or the value of the home not hitting appraisal, uh, it's a pretty solid situation at that point, as opposed to a pre-qualification, which you may not have even talked to anybody. You just filled something out online. So thank you again. Um, so uh, there's a lot of different programs out there that uh, many uh, lenders offer. Um, a lot of lenders offer the same programs. Are there any programs that uh, Waterstone provides, even if it's uh, something that somebody else offers, but you're particularly proud of that you think is a, a good benefit? I don't know the problem, but I know that we do offer a full selection of, of suites, and there is one or two that, that we are definitely uh, you know proud of. But I mean, we do the, the basics, the, the conventionals, the FHAs, the USCAs, the VAs, and we do them well. But we also offer, in, we'll, and we will 
not shy away from doing down payment assistance. So if you've got a, a unique property, we can definitely look into it. And we've done our fair share of, you know, mobile home purchases. Um, but what I really enjoy is that, um, and this will help a lot of times is we've got a, a product that is a, a jumbo loan. We can do up to 95 or sorry, 5% down up to a million dollars. I know that's not going to get everyone, you know, running towards it, but it's a great thing if you want to buy a lot of house and don't have, you know, a lot of money that you want to put into it. Um, so, so I guess I think that that would be one that, that definitely, you know, stands out. We also have a, a, a no down payment, a uh, fund loan called the, the wealth builder so that we can put down zero, zero dollars on a, on a conventional loan. So, which is great. And you just worried about your closing costs. Wow. That's incredible. And, and is that a, a first and second mortgage, like the old way of doing it? It is not or? a first and second mortgage. Oh, so awesome. it is a basic, you know, just a one mortgage. Okay. Fantastic. Um, now there's a lot of misconceptions as well that go, you know, that goes around in the community as to what people think um, incorrectly that they need to do or not do when applying for a mortgage. So what are one or two things that you would say you feel is a misconception that you hear all the time when you're consulting with your clients? This is one of my favorites. So and it, uh, it took a while to whittle down. So all the misconceptions and just talk about uh, just a couple. Um, I think one of the, the biggest ones we still hear is when I talk to somebody that a lot of times they're worried that not having 20% to put down. So and that's just not at all the case now there, there are plenty of products that are out there you can put down as little as zero so generally you're going to be probably somewhere between three percent and three and a half percent down as a, as a first-time home buyer but yeah not needing 20 percent down is is definitely a big one um getting credit pulled so is, is another one so we get so many times where somebody may have had talked to someone else and really wants to work with us but is concerned about their credit being pulled mm -hmm. and i can tell you that not only is it a very small amount of points that are that are taken from you if you get a second credit pull, but you do have a period of time when you're starting with the, or starting in the mortgage process that you can get your credit pulled without it having an additional effect. So on your overall uh, score, and I think one quick last one that that I've dealt with several times recently is people uh, that have started new jobs and worried that they've not been on their new job two years. And I can just tell you like that's just not the case. Like that that we don't necessarily need you being on your job for for two years. In most cases, we're gonna to work out a two year history for you. But but again, like um, not needing necessarily you know two years on on a just started job. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, this may be repetitive. I think we may have touched on it a little bit, and that's okay. It doesn't hurt to remind everybody. But um, when you meet with somebody for the first time, what are the steps that you recommend a home buyer be prepared to do to put themselves in the strongest possible position as a buyer making an offer on the home? before their offers even accepted? What what steps can they take to make this as clean and simple and as a, as strong as possible, you know, that you can help them with? We do three things. Number one, you reach out and you talk to somebody. So whether it be, be myself, when I, we'd love to talk to you or someone else, and you have that consultation. So to make sure that not only what you're looking to purchase is, is going to fit into your monthly budget, so but you have the means to, to get there so that you're going to have the, the credit there, so that you're going to have uh, you know the, the, the money that is necessary. And if not, I mean, this is a, a very easy conversation. It's a difficult conversation because internally, as we're talking, like you're we're digging into your, your past, your finances, but we're not here to judge. We're here to get you qualified. So whether that be today, tomorrow, a year from now. So like that, that would be, you know, something is having that initial consultation to figure out an appropriate time frame, And then going on to steps two and three is filling out those questionnaires, getting that documentation, because when I can go and I can talk to 
the the person that's selling home the home or the listing agent so and i can go look i have credit report i have assets i have income this has gone through an automated unrange system like that just makes you so much stronger than that person that's got that digitally printed out pre-qualification pre letter mm -hmm. so that, that they're holding in their hand Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I have to say, from a realtor standpoint, if I have offers that are very, very similar to each other, uh, I will reach out to the lender, especially if I don't know the lender, and just ask the general questions that you just said. I'm not going to be getting into any um, uh, crossing any lines of getting personal information, but that general kind of information, you can say yes or no, we've pulled credit, yes or no, we've, we've got bank statements, so on and so forth, to know that they truly have gone through those extra steps. And um, to back that up, you know, Kevin mentioned something about, you know, it's an uncomfortable conversation because at the end of the day, they're asking you for personal information. And a lot of people, understandably, are very, um, you know, cautious about providing a social security number, you know, and, um, and the reason I mentioned this is it's so important that you work with someone you trust in everything you do in life, but particularly here when you're dealing with your financing. And this is where you can get, you know, referrals from hopefully your trusted realtor or a friend that's had experience with them. Um, but do your homework and make sure that whoever you select, that you trust them when you give them that information and they're not somebody that they're faceless. You've never met them and they're just over the phone. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, you know, Kevin's already mentioned that, you know, their their key role at the very beginning and throughout the process is to be like a consultant. And I feel the same way. You know, 18 years of, of real estate has taught me that, you know, God gave us uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to listen to our clients and uh, and then give them the benefit of our expertise and our experience. And of course, if we don't know the answer, you know, we find somebody who does. But um, having said that, that doesn't mean I, I don't run into a lot of crazy things that every day when I see offers or when I'm working with buyers to create an offer. Um, I'm seeing some tactics these days because of, of the market and the way it is where, you know, buyers are not only paying well above asking price, but they're they're even willing to either waive their appraisal contingency for financing or maybe offer money to to secure a gap between the appraisal value uh, and and um, the, the offer price or even just offer to sell, uh, you know, to pay for the seller's closing costs, whatever that might be. So if you're if you Kevin, if you have the opportunity to speak to somebody about different tactics like this to just be competitive, I mean, how do you approach that? If you, well, I think it's easy. I mean, if you have the money and, and you're willing to do it, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to make your offer stronger. Mm -hmm. So at the, at the end of the day, is paying those seller closing costs. Um, uh, number one, and, and with the financing contingencies, I think that I, I like and kind of kind of answer in, in, in another way that you can waive that financial contingency. And I just had this happen where I had somebody that was willing to pay X, the house appraised under. So, and uh, uh, actually it was really interesting. They didn't even go back and renegotiate. We have, a, I have access to a tool called like this, this thing called the bid over ask tool. And it will show you in, in, in kind of using real market appreciation, how long, if you do quote unquote overpay for something, how long do you break even? And we realized that this person purchasing this home, even though the home under appraised, 
that they'd make up the money within the first eight months and they weren't planning on living there for any less than about five to seven years. And so we're like, it's, it wasn't worth them risking the, the seller pulling back out of this when we could have gone and, and, and having them renegotiate. And we go, look, you're going to make this money back real quick. And so I think that, that that's something that that helps. But as far as, you know, what you're looking for, for, for I think that this market and, and hopefully it's changing a little bit here. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think paying seller closing costs, as long as you have the money, is, is really not, not, not a bad tactic at all for getting an, an offer accepted. Right, right. No, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And and that's a tough thing to do because so many people are doing it. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking, wow, I'm overpaying for a home. Well, you might be today, but in, in a rising market and knock on wood, we're still experiencing um, a rise in uh, market values for homes for the foreseeable future. You know, we can only see so far. But, you know, if you can regain that difference in the next six months, a year or even two years, and you plan on being there for five to 10 years, that, you know, then it's not as risky as you might think. Now, if you are only here for a year and you know that you're going to get transferred to uh, with your company to another location, maybe that's a, a stronger conversation to have. Uh, but uh, thanks a lot, Kevin. Of course. Um, now, before we we close shop here today, I was just wondering if if there were any, um, you know, in your history and career in real estate, if there's any stories that you'd like to share, success stories that that uh, you feel real good about, you know, being able to help a family purchase a home where it may not have been the easiest transaction, but you were able to get it done. We're working plenty, and I just had one today where um, we had somebody not qualifying about two weeks ago. So we asked them to do a couple of things. And we are here, like not only, as we said, as consultants, but as advisors. So and, and leaning on us for our expertise, we're able to identify a few things on this person's credit report that we could have taken care of. We went back to the, the credit report, the, the credit agencies. So we paid for what we call a rescore. We, we raised this person's credit score 50 points in, in two weeks. So not only do they not go from not qualifying, but now we have them qualifying and in the product and program that they really wanted to, to be part of. So I'm very proud of that. And then also like one of the, the kind of proudest moments, and I'll just give it the quickest of, of overviews. So we started with a, a, a person la the previous October, right? So we went under contract. It finally closed in August, but we were able to stick with them the entire time. So through program changes, and it was nothing that this borrower had done on their own, but just through life, there was just a hurdle put up. We had to climb the hurdle. There's another hurdle put up. We have to climb the hurdle. And again, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but needless to say, we stayed with them. They stayed with us. We closed in August. So it was a 10 month process. But I mean, that's just something you're so proud. And this person in this family was was so, so, so deserving. And it really, I mean, it, it made my year. So, uh, you know, uh, being able to, to, help them and, and actually complete the, the loan process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that uh, reminds me of a saying, you know, patience truly is a virtue. You know, if this is something you really want to do, um, sometimes it takes a little bit of extra work. And if you do the work and you, you know, you stay the course, um, it'll all work out in the end if you have the patience. And there's nothing worse than starting something and then getting frustrated and jumping ship and moving to someone else just because you think they're going to have some extra magic. Sometimes the magic is just sweat equity and just doing a little bit of extra work to make it happen. And it's pretty neat. I mean, we've been, I've been doing this long enough now that like I will work with people like in, in this year alone, I think we have three people that we closed that we've been working with for at least the last two years. And somebody told me that somebody told me, like, look, you told me what to do two years ago. You said, if I do this in two years, I want to buy a house two years later, they bought a house. 
Excellent. Well, gosh, Kevin, I can't appreciate enough uh, spending just a few minutes uh, with you today. There's so much that we could we could talk for hours about all this stuff. This is true. But uh, and I'd I be know. glad to come back another day if you'd have me. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll definitely do some follow ups. But um, why don't you tell the audience uh, how they can best contact you if they'd like to, you know, start having a conversation about, you know, whether they're going to be purchasing a home, refinancing, or they just have general mortgage questions. Excellent. So I can be reached in two places. So and I do work for Waterstone Mortgage again over in Winter Park. Uh, my phone number is 407-645-6350. Or if you'd prefer to email me, my email is kmurphy, so it's K-M-U-R-P-H-Y at Waterstone, W-A-T-E-R-S-T-O-N-E, mortgage, M-O-R-T-G-A-G-E dot com. Thank you very much, Kevin. And briefly for myself, again, my name is Douglas Rudnick. I'm a realtor with the Winter Park office of Compass, Florida. And I can be reached at 407-970-0168, either by phone or by text. Or if you prefer to email me, I can be reached at doug.rudnick, and that's R-U-D-N-I-C-K, at compass, C-O-M-P-A-S-S dot com. So, Kevin, thanks again for your time, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you all on the other end of this mic again next week with another guest speaker. Have a great day. Thanks so much again. Thank you, Kevin. Bye-bye.